0: Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on V the Sports Betting Network.
2: It is the best day ever. Welcome into the Final Countdown. Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown with you on a wonderful Thursday, which means, Matt Brown, what?
5: Ooh, we have real football. This we is no football. longer fake football. This is no longer college football. This is professional football. Football, I would say, where people get paid to play, but you get paid to play in college now. But, yeah, you get what I'm saying. This is professional football, and it is a really, really exciting, good, and what I would say interesting game. Kicking things off here, Bills and Rams, of course, a couple of – Things fall a little bit differently. We could have been looking at these two teams in the Super Bowl last year. So, And who knows? Maybe we're getting a preview of how things all shake out when it's all said and done.
2: It's going to be so much fun, and hopefully it lives up to the billing. We have the defending Super Bowl champions, an underdog against the team in the Buffalo Bills that is favored to win it all this year. The Bills – Sitting around a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Game opened, actually. Rams, a one-point favorite over three months ago. Has been sitting between that two, two two-and-a-half. Did see the South Point for 12 minutes yesterday. Hit that three, Matt. Uh, Total between 51 and and 53-and-a-half lately with the public really jumping in yesterday and today closer to kickoff on the over. So we'll see where this closes. Uh, Latest splits I saw, 68% on the over and 66% of the handle on Buffalo. We are going to, throughout the next two hours, cover just about every detail of this game that we can. We'll get into props. We'll even talk the Circa Survivor Circa Millions numbers that came out earlier today. There's contests going on all over the world, whether they're ATS or survivor pools. Um, Kirk Morrison, who covers the Los Angeles Rams day in and day out, former NFL linebacker, he will give us his insider perspective on this game as well. But real quickly, we do have one Major League Baseball game that is about to have first pitch in less than 10 minutes. So if you want to get involved, do it now.
5: Giants and the Brewers. This is Scott Alexander for the Giants. I'm not making that up. Scott Alexander is going to be pitching for the Giants. And then Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Brewers are minus 205 home favorites in this one. Plus 175 on Alexander and the Giants on the road is underdog. Seven and a half is the total. Two games in action right now in the seventh inning. The Nationals ahead of the Cardinals 6 to 4 if you want to get in live Nationals -345 on the live line plus 265 on the Cardinals to come back and then we also have the Reds and the Cubs there in the seventh inning 2 to 1 in favor of the Cubs Cubs are -335 favorites plus 235 for the Reds as underdogs.
2: So he did our due diligence there. But uh, like, yeah. like we said yesterday, uh, baseball is going to take a little bit of a backseat now to what is the excitement around the National Football League season getting underway. And we have a great game today. So let's get right into it. Your initial thoughts. I know that you do have a ticket in pocket already on the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills when there was the thought process, belief that potentially Matt Stafford's elbow could have been significant enough for him not to play in this game. That obviously is not the case we yeah, know yeah. now. Um, So what is your outlook on this game?
5: Yeah, I mean, so I have a a Bills 2 ticket. I don't hate it. It's just something that if I was going to bet at the window today and I had absolutely nothing in pocket, I wouldn't make the bet, right? I mean, I think that this number is about right. If we're getting a a healthy Matthew Stafford, I thought at the time, a little over a month ago, that there was a non-zero chance that he would miss maybe the first couple of weeks of the season as they wanted to make sure that he he was going to be 100% healthy for the year. But look, sometime – yeah, I don't know if you know, we gamble. So I gambled, you know, on a ticket right there, and it didn't pay off. And it's fine. Listen, I don't hate the ticket. It's just not one that I would run and and bet right now. I think that the line is pretty appropriate if I'd have seen a three. You know, I've kind of been advocating for that over the last week or so, that if, if a three did pop, that I think that's probably the play on the Rams side. And as we said for a few minutes here yesterday, and who knows? I mean, look, there are – There's still several hours until this game kicks off. There are a lot of people. Listen, there's a lot of people in New York. There's a lot of people who can bet in New York. There's a lot of people who might come in with some really big bets on this Bills team as we kind of head towards the season here. We know they're the Super Bowl favorites as we head in, and so maybe we see that again. But that would be my initial play here would be, I think the spread is pretty accurate. If you wanted to get in at three on the Rams, I think that's fine. If you wanted to put the Rams in, kind of open up what is Teaser week, essentially. I mean, like it is just unbelievable right now, all the different teaser options here in week one for the NFL. If you wanted to open one up with the Rams, I think that's perfectly fine as well. Taking them up through the three, through the seven, getting all the way to eight and a half right now on this Rams team at home, I think it's perfectly fine. And the only other thing for me is the total. We know everyone likes to bet overs. The public does not want to bet for People to not score. And so with that, if this thing continues to climb by the time kickoff gets around, if this thing hits 53 ish, 53 and a half, something like that, I might play a small little play on the under, because again, we are being told that Matthew Stafford's arm is okay. We have not seen his arm yes. actually in action to prove that his arm is okay. We found out a couple of days ago no one's talked to his elbow and has no idea what's going on.
2: I'm still curious what the elbow's voice would sound yes. like. I
5: mean, I would think it would be th- high-pitched, right? Hello. You know? Yeah, exactly, high-pitched for I sure. I think I okay today. And so I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe that he is healthy because, again, they're going to roll him out there, and I yeah. think that it would be really silly for them to put him out there if he was not 100% healthy. That being said – we hadn't seen it in action, and also maybe you know, getting hit a couple of times. Who knows how that is actually going to, to affect him throughout the course of the game. So I I think that there's at least a solid reasoning to come in on the under in this one. I mean, it's still the first game of the year. Maybe there's a little bit of rust for some of these teams to knock off as well. So that's kind of my initial lean here. But again, no 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 ticket that I would go and run and bet today on a side, and then really only on the. Only on the total would be an under if that thing does get up to
2: 53. And just to round out this Matt Stafford conversation, the news of the day um, from the Adam Schefter report that Stafford did have an off-season procedure on his right elbow, non-surgical, just to deal with the pain that he started to experience late in last season, which obviously he played through and won a Super Bowl with. um, Also had that off-season injection um, that – led to the McVay comments mm-hmm. about this being a little bit abnormal for a quarterback. Actually, oddly enough, the same injury that Clayton Kershaw had, and the two of them are friends to have that in the same year around the same time, but according to the report, Stafford says he feels better today than he did at uh, this time yes. last year. Yes, of, course so he does. of course he what, does. What, what, what do we say? You look great. Do you know what I mean? was Everybody's no ever in shape. Yeah, man, Everybody's... I,
5: was, I, was, I was feeling a lot better last year than this year. Like This is like, ooh, <laughs> well, I don't know exactly what's going to happen now.
2: And speaking of the total, the reason that I don't have a play on the mm-hmm. total in this game is just because I'm very curious to see a lot of the elements that you just mentioned Mm -hmm. with Matt Stafford. But also, these are two really good defenses. We know how solid that Rams defensive front is. The Bills, um, as far as defensive efficiency went, tops in the league last year. Obviously, they're missing some pieces, but they brought some new in, including Von Miller, a former Los Angeles Ram himself. And Matt Stafford did lead the league in interceptions a season ago. So... Uh, not exactly the most reliable when it comes to that standpoint. Yeah,
5: yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It really is super fascinating as to how this game could play out. I mean, look, the path of least resistance we would assume for the Bills is to be through the air. And and you look at the defensive line for the Rams. It's the best defensive line there is in the NFL, arguably. If you want to say, okay, there's a couple other that are on par. That's fine. But it's certainly one of the top three defensive lines that there is. Secondary is still super, super solid. But Running against this team, especially when you look at what the Bills are kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the way the Bills are built, right? I mean, they're not they're not really a running team as it is anyway, outside of just the design quarterback stuff. And so, Pathley's resistance is throwing the ball. But, you know, again, good secondary from the Rams side. Does that just equal points, you know, right off the bat? I, I, I don't want this to be overreaction game either for everybody out there. Because, I mean, these are two teams that are going to be there at the end, mm-hmm. barring, you know, Catastrophic injuries situations on both teams. So, you know, if the Bills go and lose this game, or if the Bills go and win this game on the road, it does not mean that the Rams aren't as good as we no. thought, or whatever. It does not mean that the Bills aren't as good as mean, we the thought. The sky is falling. They are, these are two of the four best teams in the NFL, and it's you know it just happens to be Week One that they're that they're squaring off here.
2: Well, and I even think a good example of that is just for for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, very hyped up coming into the season. They are the favorite to win it all for a reason. Um, but they were talked about very similarly going into last year as well as a highly touted team, and they lost to Pittsburgh week one right out the gate. They were a team that had a very uncharacteristic loss—a nine-six mm. loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars—that is just stuck in my brain. Is how in the heck does something like that happen? But there, it's week one. Um, we're going to figure out a lot more about these teams. Look at Aaron Rodgers losing week one yeah. and throwing uncharacteristic interceptions that he didn't have the rest of the entire year. So week one is a feeling out process, similar to what we talked about with college football, um, letting a lot of these lines um, not necessarily determine whether or not we're going to do something, but having a learning experience from it. And tonight's going to be a really fun game. Of course we have action because it's the first game and we have to. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't Um,
5: stick around, but there'll be more learning than here. Yeah. Prop (laughs) watch is coming up. I do actually have three, three props that, are I I think will, st- or will still be playable by the time we get to Prop Watch segment, but I know that a couple of them have been on the rise. So we'll we'll certainly monitor that and see how they look by the time they roll around. Again, the only big injury news in this one is Van Jefferson mm-hmm. is going to miss time for the Rams, and it's not just this game. Apparently, according to Josina Anderson, he's going to miss multiple games for this team, so there is at least that. Another interesting thing will be, finding out who they go to, who's going to be their number three, right? I mean, like there was early in camp, they were saying Tutu Atwell was getting kind of the run with the number threes, but then maybe not. And so, like, maybe he wasn't really grasping the offense mm-hmm. as quickly as they thought. So kind of who is that third option for the Rams is also going to be something that we can kind of take away as we move forward through this game. Because look, I'm on I'm on some some props here, some receiving props for, for various reasons, but I think there's going to be some opportunity for this Ram squad moving forward as well, maybe with some props action on these on the third guy, you know? Or mm-hmm. do these running backs get, you know, way more involved in the pass game? Or is it Tyler Higbee who ends up becoming the de facto number three guy at the tight end position? So there is stuff to figure out kind of along the way as well.
2: Yeah, and we'll give you, like we said, in the prop watch segment, the things that we do plan on betting or have bet um, most bet player prop over at DraftKings Josh Allen over a passing touchdown and a half Allen Robertson Robinson over 61 and a half receiving yards Gabe Davis over 57 and a half receiving yards Cooper Cup over seven half receptions and Josh Allen over 35 and a half rushing yards and you imagine if he is going to hit that it's not going to be as much in the designed run game as we've seen in the past because they say that they want to temper off of that a little bit but you could definitely see him utilizing his legs to get those yards if put in a scrambling situation It's what he's best at and will likely do. Um, Matt, we're going to have to step aside here real quickly. When we come back, this is going to be a very, very heavy NFL-based show. Injury reports are starting to come out. So um, injuries and how they might impact week one games when we come back here on the program. Don't go anywhere as well this hour. Kirk Morrison, who covers the Los Angeles Rams, will join us as well at about, what is it, 445? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Stay with us. Be some final countdown.
0: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
2: It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team, advanced stats, power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up now for that discounted $175 rate. You'll get both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or you can join us for 40 bucks a month and see everything VEASAN has. To up your betting game, go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Got all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Continuing this all football-centric Thursday. Stormy Bonantonio and Matt Brown live from the South Point. Uh, of course, Thursday Night Football coming up tonight between the Bills and Rams, but also lots of injury report news coming out across the league and might as well start with a name that's very familiar to injury reports, but this time for a little bit of a different reason, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey uh, on the injured report with a cut to his shin. Apparently he was cut by a cleat in practice. In practice, head coach Matt Rule said that he's fine not every day you see a a cut shin on an injury report though Matt. yeah
5: no there's not and actually this 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 number is really weird because there are picks out there there are Cleveland now favored by a point there is Carolina still favored by a point available out there so this is one of those deals where if you are if you are looking to play this game which again, I think of all the games this week, this might be the one game I want the least amount to do with, like seriously, of all the games that are on the, the card this week. But if you are, certainly shop around because, I mean, you can grab a point on either side here. Actually, there, there's a one and a half now kind of popping in the market. So there's there's stuff certainly certainly going on with this. I mean, look, it's – he's going to play. I mean, like, he's, yes. he's going to play. It's it's one of those, I guess, they're just playing by the rules by actually listing him. But you know, everybody
2: rep- has, like, cuts and scrapes all over them. So unless it was significant, I don't know why you would put it on there to begin with. I mean,
5: I guess it was one of those, you know, if it ends up being, like, a giant gash, gash. like, later, you know, through, through the course of the week or something that they don't get. You know, they, they – Belichick does a deal where he puts like 50 players on the injury report every <laughs> single week. You know, I mean, that's like his, yeah. his way of kind of giving the, the middle finger to them saying that, you know.
2: The offense right, is going to run yeah. through Christian McCaffrey. So I would still anticipate and expect a heavy workload from him. I'm surprised that if this is the news that is shifting the <laughs> Listen, odds the way that it is, it's a little bit odd.
5: I'm not saying this because of this news. I'm saying this because and this will be the commentary tomorrow when we run through every single one of the games as well. This is the game I want the that I have the least amount of opinion on whatsoever. How is this Browns offense going to look with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? I have no idea, right? And how is Baker Mayfield going to look with the Panthers? I have no idea. Like it there's this game is sit back, do not there are we have a full slate this week, guys. You can pick all these different games. Do not bet this game. Do not go in and bet this game.
2: So I bet this game. um, Did you really? (laughs) But not recently. I bet it like a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have the Panthers plus three and a half because I did the Mm. wager of – it was before we knew the Panthers quarterback situations, before we knew what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson, even if there was the potential that he could play that first. I just – I got the three and a half, and I'm just – Sticking it out, oh, hoping this, for the best. Well, it's a
5: beautiful it's number, a if you, number if yes. you consider that at this point, it, some of the books, the Browns are, like I said, point, point and a half favorites. So, yes. I mean, like you have a, the, the way best of it.
2: Also, um, Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson, who's been dealing with a quad issue, was not listed on the report. So, a little good news and bad news for the Panthers. But, I again, like I said, it seems like everything's going to be fine with Christian McCaffrey per their head coach. So, expect a typical workload from him as of right now. Um Let's talk about this Ravens-Jets game a little bit because NFL Network's Ian Rappaport did say that J.K. Dobbins' week status is expected to have a decision come down tomorrow. And running back Gus Edwards recently spoke that he's doing great, also very close to returning. So good signs in the future as that pertains to this Sunday's game. Ravens, a seven-point favorite um, in MetLife Stadium against the Jets Not sure who's going to be available for the Ravens, but, I mean, we do know for sure that Joe Flacco will be the quarterback for the Jets, and that's enough for me to not want any involvement on New York.
5: Yeah, and I just saw there was, as we were, again, we don't have sound on in here. It looks like on the NFL Network up there, it looked like there was some sort of report coming out about Dwayne Brown on the offensive line for the Jets as well. Maybe he was going to uh, be questionable or whatever it was for, for the game this week as well. So there's just a lot of kind of, a lot of red flags here for this Jets team. And I think if you look, this is going to be one of the most popular teaser legs. It's going to be one of the most popular survivor plays. It's going to be one of the most popular, probably even ATS plays of the week. Certainly going to be in everybody's money line parlays. And I get it. I understand it. I I already have the Ravens in a teaser as it is anyway. I can see why you would want to get there with all that. And I think every kind of basically every bit of news we're getting out of Jets camp, at least right now, is not positive. There's a chance that this could certainly be mm-hmm. long-term a little bit better for them. But... I would certainly be Ravens or pass. No, no way that I'm coming in on the Jets. Yeah,
2: and while the seven is available, if you like the right Ravens, you should get it because we did see it tick up to have the hook yesterday. And if you want to back a team, you try to avoid those if you can. Um, stick with another. Bird team, Seahawks, Uh, six and a half point dogs taking on the Broncos. That'll be a fun contest. Russell Wilson taking on his former team. Uh, Jordan Schultz reporting. Kenneth Walker highly likely to miss week one against the Broncos. But I think that was kind of the expectation
0: already.
5: Yeah, this is going to be Rashad Penny show. And honestly, I think that it was going to be the Rashad Penny show anyway, at least early on. And then Kenneth Walker would kind of be slowly worked into the rotation and kind of groomed. Into taking over the starting role there, since they did it, go ahead and spend a second round draft pick on them, which is so incredibly Seahawks. But uh, we saw we saw Rashad Penny actually be fairly efficient. When he's last healthy, year. he's good. Like a fair, fairly efficient. Certainly down the stretch last year, he was efficient. But then again, that was in an offense that at least had Russell Wilson, and you know there's it, there was at least some threat of something happening through the air.
2: Talk me through Whereas how you feel don't. about the quarterback situation in oh, Seattle, oh, please.
5: It's I mean, it's a bottom three situation for sure. I mean, look, we know what we have in Geno Smith. I mean, like, you know, he's just not very good. There's no upside whatsoever, right? There's literally no upside at all. And so, um, you know, look, I'm not running to bet Rashad Penny props based off of this news or anything like that because, again – I think they're gonna get down. I think they're gonna be playing from behind. I think that this is one of those deals where you abandon the run probably sooner than later, and all the different things that would lead you kind of away from betting any sort of anything like that. So for me, it's hey, look, from a fantasy perspective, hey, look, good for you if you have Rashad Penny, because at least he's gonna be the only guy in the backfield for a little while, but that's about it.
2: This game's such an interesting like just situation between these two teams, given the Russell Wilson aspect of it, because Before, you look at this Seattle team where their quarterback was really the only thing that was going for him, and then he got injured and things just really largely fell apart. Now he goes to the Broncos, a team that has pretty much only been missing a quarterback, and he kind of fills that missing link perspective. So I'm curious about the Broncos long-term, if they're going to live up to a lot of the expectations that have been put on them because they haven't had the franchise quarterback. Now they sign Russ to the big deal, and what other excuses can they have?
5: The only other thing that I would say from a betting perspective on this is it's sitting six and a half right now. If you did want to play the Broncos, I cannot imagine at all this thing going in the Seahawks direction. Mm-hmm. Like, in the it's a Monday night football. It's an island game. People are going to come in. It, they're going to see, oh, it's Russell Wilson and the Broncos <laughs> and all this stuff like that. And they're going to hear about how everybody is talking about that Seahawks are going to be one of the worst teams yeah. in the NFL. I cannot imagine that this goes the other direction at all if anything i think that this settles at a touchdown and maybe even with it being the first monday night game of the year where everybody is paying attention it might could even blast through the 7 so i would uh i would get in on it now if you did want to play the broncos but that's really the only I will probably be sitting that one out as well.
2: I know we're going to talk a lot about like the survivor aspect and strategy Mm -hmm. later on in the show, but there are so many road favorites against what we on the outside looking in already perceive as bad teams. Like I'm curious which ones are going to be the trap. What's going to be the survivor trap for us, for people that are taking the bait on a road favorite. Nobody's going to lose this week.
5: (laughs) No one's losing this week. None of these big favorites. I know you're, you're, um... none of them. There's the, the the, this Seahawks team is complete, complete, complete garbage. I mean, there's just no, there's no way. Geno Smith, unless he can channel like, you know, like some sort of crazy some some sort of craziness inside of him that we've never seen before. There's just no way. I mean, look, he's got two good receivers, and that's what I can basically. That's all you can say when you talk about the Seahawks team. You know, like, hey, what do you think about the Seahawks? Well, they got two good receivers. Like that's all that's the only positive thing you can say. Worst one of the worst, if not the worst head coaches in all of the NFL. And oh, and that's and, and one of the worst harsh. quarterbacking situations in the NFL, one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. I mean, there's really like nothing redeeming about this team other than hey, you got two good wide receivers. There's that.
2: Pete Carroll, one of the yes. worst head coaches in the NFL. Currently. Okay. Yes. Well, current okay, yes. yes. That's what our more more valid argument yes. um. I'll say real quickly, also with the Vikings-Packers game, because I know that that's a division that we care about greatly, tight end Irv Smith for the Vikings, who's dealing with a thumb issue not listed on Wednesday's report, and Alan Lazard didn't practice today with the Packers. Wide receiver one, supposedly, for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, so not ideal for them to get started if he's going to be unavailable.
5: Not that it's going to mess with the line, really, because of the matchup, but Uh, George Kittle is unlikely to play in week one for San Francisco now. At this point, two different sources telling uh, Pro Football Network that the injury is, quote, not good and uh, they might actually sit him for a couple of weeks to try to get him ready to go. So there is that for the 49ers team. Again, not going to affect the spread this week and not going to affect how you handicap that game. Bears, again, one of the worst teams in the league, but uh, could be something moving forward.
2: Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. yeah, Really appreciate it. Uh, When we come back, Kirk Morrison of the Rams will join us. Don't go anywhere.
0: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game back here on Vison Final Countdown alongside Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bond and Tony. As we continue to break down all things Thursday night football, Bills and Rams going head to head. We bring in Kirk Morrison, longtime NFL linebacker, also covers uh, the Rams day in and day out for ESPN LA, going to be on site for the game, handling pre post and halftime. You can hear him on C- Sirius XM NFL radio. Also stuck with me every Saturday, this football season covering ESPN college football. How are you doing, Kirk?
3: I'm doing great, Stormy. Great to be with you as always. How are we doing?
2: great and extremely excited to have the national football league back on our screens today. You've been very close covering this Rams team all off season. And one of the biggest talking points has been the elbow of Matt Stafford. What is your general feel coming into this week? One action against a team that is favored to win the super bowl.
3: I think Sorry, What else will we talk about? Honestly? I mean, we don't want to talk about a team that obviously won the super bowl and, there was really no storyline, you know, outside of maybe Odell Beckham Jr. Would he would the Rams sign him or would they not? Allen Robinson signing free agency. Bobby Wagner comes over. But it was really all about Matthew Stafford's elbow. And then all of a sudden we had Aaron Donald swinging helmets. And so we had something else to talk about. But the funny thing is Matthew Stafford went throughout a training camp and he still practiced. He went out and did what he was supposed to do. It was just they rested him. And I look at the other side of it is that Tom Brady took two weeks off, and yet we were like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Tom Brady? I think it's just honestly Matthew Stafford needed a rest. He needed a break. This was like his first offseason where he was – I wouldn't say he was not uh, at 100%, but he finally got a chance to rest. He finally got a chance to sit back and, and let somebody else do the work and have not have to carry a team. So it's funny that those storylines are made up. Not made up, but they're there. But there's really no concern with the elbow, and I think we'll see that tonight.
5: Kirk, whenever we take a look at how this wide receiver core is going to set up, we know with Van Jefferson missing at least what it's being reported today as a few games at this point. Who's going to be that third option for Matt Stafford? Is it going to be? Is it going to be a, a wide receiver step in as the third option? Is it going to be Tyler Higby? Or do you think they'll use the backs out of the backfield a little bit more? What? What? Who's behind Cup and
3: Robinson in your opinion? Oh, look at you! You're taking me back to high school, man. Give me a. Uh... I'll circle D, which is all of the above. Or was it D? E? I forget. Uh, no, honestly, because it's going to be a group effort. It really is. I think that, obviously, you mentioned we know Cooper Cup is going to be the one. Allen Robinson's the two. I think you throw in Tyler Higby because he really is a force within his offense. I expect him to have a huge year. But you mentioned it. Who is that third-ride right receiver? I don't necessarily think it's going to be a running back. I think it's just going to be uh, by committee. And the guy who really got a lot of run last year was Ben Skorana. He is actually the best blocking wide receiver of them all. So I would see him in more a little bit than their first pick of a year ago. When I say first pick of 2021, it was actually Tutu Atwell in the second round. No one really talks about him because he didn't play much a year ago. He may have a big impact at the third wide receiver position, and they may throw in also a Brandon Powell as well. So it really is going to be wide receiver three by committee but all of those guys have had a great camp they've been able to go in and, and make some plays due to the injury to van jefferson so that's why i think it's sort of the enigma of the offense is that you can't really guess who's going to be the number three guy but there'll be some matchups for them to win
2: Kirk, were you surprised when you saw that the defending super bowl champions had become roughly three-point underdogs to another team like are they being disrespected a little bit with this line in your opinion
3: yeah, I think so, because, look, the Rams are playing at home. They're defending champions, and I would just think off of off the respect of what they did just a season ago, you would definitely put them as the favorite, even if it was a one-point favorite. But to put them as underdogs, definitely, uh, I scratched my head a little bit, but I think it goes into the preseason hype of what people think about the Buffalo Bills. Um, look, I, I finished my last two years of my NFL career in Buffalo, so I know what the expectations, I know what the fans are thinking and so it would be interesting to see what a lot of people think is a team that represents the AFC. If, they're not, if they don't win tonight, what does that do for the Buffalo Bills? Not necessarily their chances to get to a Super Bowl, but I think it kind of puts the bed a little bit of the Buffalo Bills as the number one team in the NFL or the complete favorite to get to a Super Bowl. So it's a lot riding on tonight's game because this is the only game on. We're going to watch it, and we always have these um, – I guess, ongoing or season-long sort of projections about what we see in week one when these two are head-to-head. We always say a possible Super Bowl matchup between an AFC team and an NFC team.
5: Kirk, one more personnel thing for you from the Rams here. We've heard that maybe there could be a little bit more of running back by committee, at least more of a split between Henderson and Akers. We saw Akers when he did come back I, they were not afraid to to run him and give him the bulk of the workload. And I'm just curious as to your opinion here because there's been conflicting reports saying, hey, this is going to be more like a 60-40 split between him and Henderson. And then some people say, like, no, no, no. He's the guy that's going to tote the mail for for this team. So how do you kind of see this split going between those two?
3: You know, it's interesting because there was no, like you mentioned, no Cam Akers last year to start the season. So the running back room really had daryl henderson and they signed sony well they traded for sony michelle toward the end of training camp just a year ago i look at it this way that both guys are ready to go daryl henderson cam acres and don't forget about you know kyron williams you know the round pick out of notre dame now you've got another running back that enters into that room and i could see all three of these guys getting carried they all bring a little something different to the table Obviously, Cam Akers is more, uh, has a little more explosiveness to him, right, when you think about his inside game, but also what he did in the passing game. I just see. I don't know if there's a, a percentage of how many plays. I think they go by series, and depending on how the series go will dictate the carries. But I think, look, Cam Akers will get a bulk load of them, but Daryl Henderson will get some as well. And maybe in the short yardage do we see more Kyron Williams. There's a lot, lot to be told tonight when it comes to the Rams offense.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure long-term, the Rams is hoping that Akers can have a full season where he is out there healthy. There's been so much talk about the offenses. This is a game that has been billed as these two high-powered quarterbacks, great receivers, great different aspects here in NAIA. There's also, obviously, very stingy defenses on both ends. We know how good that Los Angeles Rams front is and the Bills' defensive efficiency was through the roof um, last season once the season came to a close a lot of people are betting the over in this game. The the win total set around 52, 52 and a half. Do you think that it's going to be an offensive show where there can be 60 plus points out there or will the defenses show up?
3: Wow, that, that's a good question for me. I always think that early on, uh, you may see some explosives just because the Rams don't really play their starters. Oh, they don't really they don't play their starters. So how mm-hmm. quickly will this 2022 Rams offense get going? Is it, it takes a quarter? Will it take a couple plays? Will it take a half? We don't know. And so I think on the other side, I've seen Buffalo and their first-string offense go down and get a couple drives during a preseason uh, and score touchdowns. touchdown. So I'm still thinking about not a lot of points being scored early, but then the second-half explosion, I just don't know where that puts me at in terms of the total overall points. Because so we saw the way Buffalo, their last game played against Kansas City, I mean, they were scoring points in 15, 20 seconds. Uh, so we know that they can score in a bunch. It just depends on what the Rams and how quickly they can get out and score. That's what has me thinking. It's maybe a defensive game early with some late heroics to score a lot of points in the second half. Kirk, the spread indicates
5: it. We think it would be a close game. But let's say that it's not, and this goes against the Rams, say Bills win by double digits here. In your opinion, what went wrong in order for that to
3: happen? Wow, that's a good question. I haven't even presented that one. I give you props on that. Um if I say what 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 happened, I, I I probably think that Matthew Stafford turns the football mm-hmm. over too many times. I mean that's we go back to last year, the Rams didn't win a football game in the month of November. And a lot of reason for that was because Matthew Stafford wasn't playing at the level he played at in September and October. And so for November was a, a time that the Rams really wish they could have forgot last year, but they went through it. They realize that when Matthew Stafford protects the football, they're able to do a lot more. And they got back to running the football after that. And so that's where I think that they may lean on tonight is running the football early, really just trying to hammer in, especially the offensive line, getting going, getting some good push. And also, too, slow down Von Miller. Slow down that rush of the Buffalo Bills. They all want to rush the passer, trust me. They want to go get sacks. How do you discourage a defense that wants to be aggressive, screens, running right at them, uh, misdirection, that's what I think you'll see early on to protect Matthew Stafford and this uh, elbow that we talked about earlier.
2: Kirk, we're up against it. Just a one-word answer. You're a former Raider. Can they get it done and upset the Chargers week one?
3: Is it really an upset? I mean, honestly, I mean, who who won the last game? You got to go yeah, with the Raiders. There so you go. I don't know if it's an upset, but I, uh, I'm definitely picking the Raiders. Uh, even going in on hostile territory on the road, I'm going to go with the Raiders in week one.
2: You're the man. Thanks so much, Kirk. Appreciate you.
3: All good. Appreciate it, guys.
2: They're a three-point underdog. Not an upset, though. That yeah. AFC West no. could be a gauntlet.
5: Three and a half pretty much everywhere at this point. So it's – uh...
2: Kirk made a couple interesting points, though, that I want to follow up on when we come back here. We're going to take a quick timeout, but back with more NFL talk in a little bit.
3: This is vSen's final
0: countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on vSen, the sports betting network.
2: Live from the South Point Hotel and Casino v Final Countdown, this segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfactions. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back here to the a time or two. A time or two. Yeah. Yes.
5: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. I basically have that read memorized at yeah, this I was point. Yeah, you've done
5: that one a time or two. <laughs> kind of like can look away from the sheet at any given point. You can also give a little, little hand motion, gestures, That's things going on. To... I know you're not reading it because the hands are doing this number. And I'm so I'm Italian.
2: I, can... yeah. I speak with my hands. That's actually something, especially for like the sideline reporting part of my job. I got to rein them in. For mm. real, it is what bad. What do I do
5: with my hands? Put
2: my hand in my what pocket. Do I Hold something. Otherwise, it's just like floating out here like Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. I I don't
5: know what to do with my hands. hands. Um,
2: Thursday night football. Bills, Rams going head to head tonight. It's happening. It's happening. So excited. Something that Kirk Morrison, who um, covers the Rams for ESPN LA, part of their pre, post and intermission coverage for tonight's game and all throughout the season, former NFL linebacker as well, talked about how. The Rams preseason, Sean McVay doesn't play any of his starters. So there's potential possibly for the Rams to be a little bit of a slower start here in the game. Whereas the Bills, we saw limited action from Josh Allen and from the starters on that squad that they were able to score pretty quickly and efficiently. So maybe there's an angle there. If you agree with that thought process, the Bills are a one-point Uh, Favorite in the first quarter, minus 120 money line favorite, um, but you get plus 135 if you do lay the one, the total 10 uh, over even money getting back on that. So just an interesting thought process. If you think that that could be the way that this game starts out, but you don't want to lay the one.
5: I don't do, I don't do the, like the first quarter, bets and things like that or whatever every now and then I'll do a first half bet if I think that there's some like it's typically more like a weather angle or kind of like different things like that where if it looks like the the weather's either terrible to begin a, begin a game or it's going to it's going to move out by second half or vice versa or something like that mm-hmm. like I'll do half bets then but it's just not really my style right to like get involved in, in those types so there are people that are better at that than me I don't really have an an opinion on a a first quarter.
2: First half total, 15 and a half. Slight juice to the over at minus 125 as well. Um, Let's talk through a little bit of how we think this season is going to play out. Um, Whether it's somebody to make or miss the playoffs, who are going to be our um, conference champions, play in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. And let's start with, since we've gone through already on the program this week, our division winners might as well start with who we think could be some of those wild cards to make the playoffs come this year.
5: Yeah, I am I think a team that is I don't say like off the radar because they're certainly on the radar and they made a lot of news in the offseason, but I think a, a super polarizing team is the Dolphins and I tend to lean towards the more Dolphins are going to be better this year than the mm-hmm. whole Dolphins are going to be worse thing that a lot of people are Listen, and, and, I agree. And it's a good Listen, it is a it is there's is a fair argument that people want to say, "Hey, look, Two is just not any good, et cetera. So there's other advanced statistics that you can look at that say, hey, actually, the thing was is he had a bunch of receivers that couldn't get open and couldn't get any sort of separation. And he had one of the smallest windows to throw into of any quarterback in the NFL. And so there are, you know, there's an argument to be made there as well. But I look more at the division and say, okay, they're definitely better than the Jets. I think the Patriots are taking a step back, so I like them better than the Patriots as well. And then you start to look down. There are games against the Lions. There are games against the Bears. We don't know what the, exactly what this version of the Browns mm-hmm. without Deshaun Watson is going to look like. That is also on the schedule. I think there are some wins here for this team should they play above expectation, like to the, to the high end of the expectation, more towards their ceiling than the floor. And if that's the case, I think this team could find a way into the playoffs, of course, it is a nasty, nasty stretch there at the end of their schedule where it goes from week 13 to week 16, Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers. So they're going to need to have mm-hmm. banked their wins before that. Let's go ahead and get some of those wins in the old, uh, in the bank there. But, uh, you know, look, you do close out Patriots, Jets. And so if you're sitting, you know, with seven, eight, nine wins, something like that, uh, you got to win those last two games, and I think you can get yourself into the playoffs. And so that is – that's the team for me that, again, I don't think it's like off the radar by any stretch of the imagination, but a team that I do tend to have a little bit more of a rosy outlook than, than some people.
2: Yeah. I know I like that thought process as well, similar to how when we were talking yesterday about the division exactas that you mm-hmm. can bet, right? Like that was the approach that I took was they were the second in the division and kind of going – from there, they could yep. certainly squeak their way in. Um, I was looking at what I did in the Visan betting guide, mm-hmm. uh, the pro guide, and laying things out. And you know, I do have a bet on the Raiders to win the AFC West, but in the, in like who I actually think will win it, like I bet, did that more of like a value of like, yeah. hey, anybody could really win this division. You're getting plus six pick 50. I like that angle of it. Hopefully they do. I did have the Chargers winning it as just like my selection of like right. who I thought it would be. So the Raiders to be a wild card is one that intrigued me. In the AFC, I have the Chiefs, Bengals and Raiders as my wild cards, mm-hmm. which are all such good teams. The right. AFC is so stacked.
5: No, absolutely. I mean like it is it's 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 nearly impossible whenever you look at the AFC and like you could sit here and I I think there's an argument to be made for a ton of these different a, a ton of these teams, right? I mean like there's going to be a good team get left out because of how strong the AFC is, I mean, we, we might look up and see a team in, let's call it the Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. Where we go, I mean, that's a pretty good team. And if they yes. were in the NFC, <laughs> that team might be the third or fourth best team in the NFC Well, that's, or in whatever. In that
2: situation, I have them left out. Like they're yeah. my left out team that doesn't make the playoffs.
5: Yeah. And so like, I, I think that's certainly a, a scenario we could look up and say that, man, there's a really good team and a team that we think that might could even make some noise if they were able to get in the playoffs, get just get left out. Somewhere along the way. So I, I'm with you on that. I think that, that is certainly something that uh that could happen. On my miss, I talked about this the other day. I mean, look, I am for whatever reason, I am way further down on the Cowboys than most people are. I think mm-hmm. that there's an interesting, I think there's an interesting angle going into this whenever you look at this offensive line and and the the splits of when with and without Tyron Smith out there. I mean, like there, there's just a lot here for me. And now you got Dak missing practice. They said there were an abundance of caution. Right?
2: I would do that, too, with him, though.
5: Yes, I agree. An abundance of caution. That being said, there's something that could agitate him enough <laughs> that he would not practice today, so that is at least a thing. And then also, let's look, and I'm not going to say they could get buried, but let's look at these first six weeks of the season. Bucks, Bengals, Rams, Eagles, four of the six games, and what if the Giants are actually a little bit better than people think? could we be looking up at a 2 and 4 or even a 1 and 5 Cowboys team through the first 6 weeks of the season mm-hmm. and if that's the case it will take a very very herculean effort for them to make it into the playoffs with i mean even with some of the with the schedule lightening up towards the latter half i mean there's still going to be that second game against the eagles there's still a game with the packers on there a game with the vikings on there a game with the colts on there these are all games where they're likely to be underdogs or at least You know, or at least, like, you know, kind of a coin toss type situation. So, I have the Cowboys missing.
2: So, is that a strategy you would say? Obviously, we're always looking for pro tips here on the network, and we do that every single hour. Um, You can go to VSEN.com, become a subscriber, get all 20 that happen here on the network. But is that a strategy you look for when it comes to a make or miss the playoffs, that early stretch of the season, and if they have to get out of a hole, how much more difficult that will make their path?
5: And not only that, but, like, I think, too, from a win total perspective – if you're if you're on the Cowboys, you, you definitely are going to wait till week three to bet. Mm-hmm. It's like don't do, don't bet them preseason on a win total thing because I mean like best case scenario they come out one and one. Bucks Bengals most likely case scenario they come out zero and two, and if that's the case, then you're going to get a better number than the ten that's that's on it right now. So if you think that they kind of rebound from a really really tough week one week two then you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna bet them then. So like this is one of the teams I've been screaming from a mountaintop. Like don't don't bet the 10 now. Like see what happens after week one and two. And then, you know, I mean, I guess there is a scenario with this Cowboys team is not as bad as I think and they win both of those games. I just think it's highly unlikely and if that's the case again don't 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 bet that but yes from even from a make miss the playoffs you're going to get in my opinion a much better number as we wait a little bit
2: well and similar thought process that i had when we talked about me drafting the cardinals yesterday mm-hmm. to miss the playoffs because they have a very tough road early on They are missing a very key piece to their offense in DeAndre Hopkins. Usually the first half of the year is when Kyler Murray's healthy, when everything's good well and good and everybody's feeling happy, but they have a very tough start of the schedule. Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Panthers, Eagles, before they get a little bit of a break with the Seahawks there. And let's say they're, Maybe two and four right. to start the season, or what have you. Then that's another good thing that we know that this team has had the wheels fall off the back end of the season. If they're already in a hole, how difficult will it be to get back in when they end the year with the Broncos, the Buccaneers, and the 49ers in the final four weeks of the season? So, food for thought.
5: Yes, we will come back a little bit later as well, reveal our AFC winners, our NFC winners, our Super Bowl winners. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? We're going to tell you. We're
2: going <laughs> but, to tell you. But when we come back, we'll get back to all of our Thursday night football conversation. Time for prop watch. Which props Matt and I are very, very high on tonight? Already have in pocket, are considering. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more to come in hour two of V final countdown.